guys. Welcome back to Movie Sin Podcast. I'm Summer. And I'm Lynn. And before we jump into today's topic of identity, we just wanted to give a big shout out to all of you who gave us all the love and support for our first episode. We did a lot better than we expected. And it was just great. We got such great feedback from everyone. It was amazing. Thank you all so much. And we also got some great comments on our YouTube channel and Instagram, and it was amazing overall. Yeah, we're really thankful for everyone who reached out and, you know, gave us their thoughts, and it was overwhelmingly positive. So it's pretty exciting, and we hope we can, you know, keep doing this and entertaining people and not just entertaining, but also educating from our perspective. Yeah. So... I guess we can just jump into today's topic. Today, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about identity. And we have like a list of questions that we wanted to ask each other just so we can get started on this podcast episode. So one of the first questions was, how do we identify ethnically? We did go into this a little bit in the last episode, but Lynn, do you want to start? Yeah, so... I do identify as half Vietnamese. And like I mentioned before, I usually just say Vietnamese because I definitely grew up more with my Vietnamese side of the family. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, I do identify as someone who is, you know, half Vietnamese and half white American. Mm -hmm. What about you? So I definitely um, identify as half Japanese half Norwegian. I usually don't mention the half Norwegian part. I don't know why. It's just like self-explanatory or usually people are more interested in the Asian side. And because I'm just more closer with my Japanese heritage than I am with my Norwegian heritage. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I wish I was equally as close. Do you think that's, you know, influenced your identity at all? Yeah, so living in Japan for nine years is definitely influenced. (laughs) me being closer to my Japanese side you know I think it would have been the opposite like say I had lived in Norway for nine years just Mm -hmm. most of my childhood being there I probably would feel a lot closer to my Norwegian heritage so that's definitely helped a lot just living in Japan Mm -hmm. and also being surrounded by my Japanese family pretty often like we would see them all the time so that definitely influenced how I identify I'm kind of the same, even though it's here in the US. My mom has 11 siblings, and about 80% of them actually live in the same area that I live, like within an hour drive. And it's been like that my whole life. So I definitely grew up, you know, seeing them way more often, hanging out with my cousins, and just, you know, interacting with that side way more. And I think that's like part of the reason why I identify more with the Vietnamese side. And also because, um, I'm actually the only one out of all of my cousins, like my generation, that's not full Vietnamese. Just to grow up, everyone around was like fully Vietnamese and stuff like that. And I just was a part of that. So that's kind of a big reason why I usually just identify with my Vietnamese side. You bring up like an interesting thing. I just realized that I'm also like the only grandchild cousin on both sides of the family that half (laughs) it's actually the same on my dad's side too we're the only one that's not fully white yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) yay (laughs) I never thought about that um has that ever been weird for you like have you ever felt like you're different and don't belong because of that oh yeah definitely so 
I guess this is a good segue into uh, talking about ethnic identity development. And Mm -hmm. for anyone that doesn't know, ethnic identity development is a concept in social psychology that has to do with uh, self-concept and personality development, specifically like within people who are a part of an ethnic group. And it gives people a sense of belonging because humans need social groups and a sense of belonging in general to really thrive. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think, you know, being part of two or more cultures makes it easier since you'd be like, oh, there's more groups you can identify with. But I feel like it's actually the opposite in the experience because first of all, you feel like you have to choose Mm -hmm. and you don't, you don't have to choose, Yeah, but you do feel pressure to choose because people do ask you which side do you identify more with? Like, what are you more of? and stuff like that but no matter what you say the group nowadays I mean it's probably going to change as time goes on and more people have like interracial families Mm -hmm. but you're always going to be othered by one by by both sides (laughs) so oh my gosh yeah the ethnic identity development isn't really fostered that well because you want to be part of both groups especially even your family you want to be included in your family but you're always going to be othered yeah. somehow even if it's like not intentional yeah you're gonna be and this is um another question we had which is like an annoying experience or a negative experience you've had with your identity mm-hmm. it's pretty annoying to be invalidated or othered because of something and it's like a personality trait of yours and one side will say oh it's because you're Asian or oh it's because you're white when mm-hmm. you're trying to be a part of their group. So even if it's not intentional, you're being othered for something yeah. you can't control. Yeah. <laughs> when you say othered, I just automatically think about flashback to applying to colleges and like doing the, <laughs> the common app. Oh my God, that was like the worst. And I remember, wait, when you and I like applied to college at the same time. Um, yeah, we graduated high school in uh, 2015. 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, now you guys know how old we are. But anyway, (laughs) Um, so yeah, I remember doing like the Common App and I think they didn't even let you pick multiple races. I remember I I had to pick. Yeah, I remember I was like, why can't I click on two of these? Like I was going to pick white and Asian and they They wouldn't let me and I had to click other. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't even have the option to pick some of them now have the option to pick oh, yeah. two or more races and yeah. then you can specify. <laughs> we could do a whole other episode on how kind of dumb that is because that happens yeah. to a lot of people. You know, they just say, just pick one. It's annoying. Which is, yeah, it's annoying, but it's also kind of like terrible to feel like you have to just pick one. We shouldn't have to. And what I did you pick? I picked other because I was like, I, I'm not going to pick one over the other because I identify with both. Like I don't under, mm-hmm. I didn't understand why they didn't have like a two or more races category at least. I really appreciate when, yeah, we'll do another episode on this, but I, I really appreciate when they allow you to pick like what your specific race is, multiple of them, if you need mm-hmm. to. I think that's really nice. But yeah, I had to put other, which is really like, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. Dumb. It's dumb and it like doesn't, it makes you feel like, oh, I'm part of the other category. And I remember looking at the statistics of like the college I went to and Mm -hmm. 
to be honest, the one that I went to was pretty, like, not diverse. And so I looked at the other category. It was, like, 3% or, like, 6%. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, great. <laughs> There's, like, 6% of me. <laughs> yeah, on those, I usually you're already kind of feeling weird because you have to put yourself in a category in the first place, even if we were. Yeah, exactly. We weren't biracial, Mm -hmm. but then not even name what categories you're a part of is Mm -hmm. pretty, kind of sucks. It does kind of suck. But honestly, I let my true colors show in my common app because they were asking about like, they ask you to like write an essay Oh my gosh, I hated that. But I just straight up was very honest about who I was. I was like, I'm half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they knew. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but it was just kind of annoying to click the other category. But anyway. Have you ever felt negatively or what else is annoying about other yeah. people in your identity? So I was going to share like this one experience I had. I was really young. This was back when I was living in Japan. And I went to school, an American school on a military base. And on the military bases, they have these food courts and they have like different, you know, like American restaurants and stuff or like fast food, like Taco Bell. Yeah, it's so (laughs) cool. They have like Taco Bell, taco smell as we call it. (laughs) I don't know why, but it's anyway, it's funny. Um, They have Popeye's. and they had they had like a bunch of different ones, but um, they had Dunkin' Donuts. And so sometimes um, my mom and I would go to Dunkin' Donuts. But this time my mom just sent me by myself and she just waited for me in the car. It wasn't like a drive through or anything. So I had to go into the food court. So I went up to Dunkin' Donuts and there was this lady there. I don't know what her ethnicity was, but I think she was Filipino because <laughs> she so she asked me what my ethnicity was and I was like oh I'm half Japanese and she was like oh no you look Filipino and I was like no I'm half Japanese and like at first I was like oh this is fine I'm just gonna correct her you know maybe she didn't hear me but Mm -hmm. then she just kept insisting that I was Filipino and she wouldn't let it go and I was like this is the most bizarre thing I've literally told you who I like what I am (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was probably like six or seven at the time and Mm -hmm. this lady is just like she keeps pushing upon me that I must be Filipino and I was like I'm not I don't know what to tell you because that's just not who I am and that really confused me as a kid because I was like what is what was her goal in trying to push I don't know what she thought I was upon me I think it's also really weird because if you see someone who isn't biracial like someone who you know is appears to be monoracial it everyone knows like it's not okay to say that stuff yeah to somebody it sounds like everyone thinks it's okay if they think that you're biracial yeah to me it doesn't bother me if you're gonna like try and guess what I am like what Mm -hmm. my ethnicity is I I get it I I understand if you're not gonna know what I am because it's kind of hard to tell sometimes so Mm -hmm. I don't mind it if like on the first try or two you're like oh she looks different like I've gotten so many different ones what do people normally think you are the most common ones are like Chinese or they think I'm Hispanic 
Yeah. I <laughs> I've definitely... gotten Hispanic a lot. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I've also gotten Hispanic a lot, like, growing up. And then as I got older, I think people started, they started saying, are you, it was really weird. It was really specifically half Chinese or half Korean. But I mm. kind of understand the half Chinese because I speak Chinese. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. sometimes people will ask, like, oh, are you half Chinese in Chinese to me if I'm, like, speaking right. to them in Chinese? But I'm not. Yeah. And then I tell them I'm half Vietnamese. But, and I get half Korean a lot because I think, you know, based on history, there's way more people my age who are half Korean, especially where we live. Yeah, that's half, so true. Half Vietnamese. Yeah. Like, I think being half Vietnamese is definitely, like, pretty common now for people way younger than us. But in our like age group it's not as common yeah as some of the other mixes yeah I only know one other person that's half Vietnamese yeah we're a rare breed yeah you definitely are <laughs> um <laughs> which which oh also kind of reminds me <laughs> what do you think of um words like that when people call you like breed like um. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face like just to clarify being called a half breed is not okay to anyone who's biracial. <laughs> Just yeah. to clarify, that's not okay. Breed, you probably don't want to use that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna just throw it out there. I don't think most mixed people would be okay with that. But personally, I really don't mind. Other than breed, mm-hmm. I really don't care if they use mixed, halfy, halfu, because you know a lot of people in Japan say. It's just like a Japanese phrase, hafu. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of family in Hawaii. They say uh, a lot of Japanese family in Hawaii, uh, but they say hapa over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not offended. I really don't care. And like, if you say something that I'm not okay with, I'll just tell you. But I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna hold it against you or take it personally because I'm just trying to. Yeah, like, I don't mind educating people on that. Like, it's not a big deal. You know, if you don't know, you don't know. And I don't mind uh, teaching you. And if I don't know something, then you should teach me, you know, like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's really hard to offend me in that sense. Because I know, <laughs> being like, this is partially why we made this podcast. It's, there's not a lot of people who know about being biracial or multiracial. And it's okay, if you don't know how to approach it. It depends on the person. Lynn, what do you think? How do you feel about those words? I definitely do not appreciate being called like a half breed. That makes yeah. me feel like a dog. I know. I was just going to say that too. <laughs> <laughs> and I personally don't care about this word, but some people do care about being called mixed mm-hmm. because that's also like the same kind of terminology people use for dogs. Yeah. So a lot of people actually don't like the word mixed. I'm okay with the word mixed. And and like you said, you're okay with it. And I used it a lot in the first episode. And it made me think, you know, that's probably not a good way to start out a conversation with anyone you know who's biracial. Um, Well, first of all, you shouldn't be starting a conversation with anybody asking if they're biracial. It's not okay to do that to monoracial people either. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If it comes up, I know a really easy way people are teaching is like, oh, are you part X? Are you part Y? Like if someone brings it up instead of saying like, are you a half breed or mixed or whatever? Just like that's some easy terminology and like, you know, figure out what that person is okay with. Like we're both okay with saying mixed. I say mixed because it's easy, but, you know, not everyone's okay with saying mixed. 
yeah I I agree with you just saying like part would probably be best and yeah and then that person will always tell you like what they're okay with yeah and then you can just pick up through natural conversation like what they use you know like Mm -hmm. like we did we just I guess we use like mixed in half a lot Mm -hmm. I mean yeah that's just what we're comfortable with the number one word I absolutely hate is being called exotic. <laughs> if you call me exotic, I will hate you forever if yeah. you call me exotic. I've like exotic that. looking and stuff like that. I'm not some <laughs> kind of animal. I'm not a rug. You know, especially because in the United States, it's, you know, pretty diverse. It's not a homogenous country. Yeah. So calling someone exotic is very othering. You know, yeah. it's not okay. Don't use that word. <laughs> yeah, I actually do not like that word. I also hate, and this is probably just because I'm Asian, but I have been called Oriental. I had somebody at my part-time job back in college during the summers. I had this one older gentleman come up to me, and he he had the best intentions. I'm just going to say that, but he was he was like, oh, are you Oriental? And I had to stop myself from getting upset that I was like, do you mean am I Asian? (laughs) Um, It was just, I, I don't probably don't use that word because that's a very old term. The only reason I like, it's not very nice. (laughs) It's not very nice. But the only reason I didn't get upset with that person is because they were from an older generation. And I understand that that's probably what they grew up with. And so I just like, you know, corrected or redirected the verbiage to a more PC version. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was very odd to hear that. So probably don't use that term. I don't even know if people our generation use that term. It's not cool. Just figure out, you know, if you have friends who are biracial or like, you know, multiracial, because there's plenty of people who are more than just biracial, you know, figure out what they're okay with. Yeah. Don't, you know, use terms you would use with dogs or objects as a general human (laughs) courtesy. (laughs) And if you wouldn't ask a monoracial person that, don't ask a biracial or multiracial person that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Pretty simple. Um, Treat us like people. Yeah, that's literally it. Just ask questions if you're unsure in a polite way. Just, just, yeah, literally just talk like human beings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Treat each other like human beings. Um, (laughs) Yeah, definitely don't use that term. (laughs) I think we had a one last question that is pretty interesting is um, how has your how have you identified over the lifespan? I feel like my parents were both really good about making me feel proud of who I am and not just in like a biracial way, just in general. But yeah, I've never felt ashamed of who I am ethnically Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever struggled with that. Thank goodness. Um, I know a lot of people have, and I, I sympathize with that. And I know people have tried to make me feel ashamed of uh, at least like one part of who I am, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's never phased me. It's, I've always been so proud of myself and who I am ethnically. What about you? I'm in that category that definitely had a struggle. (laughs) I think You know, obviously, when I was really young, I never thought about it, right? 
Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad, but honestly, a lot of it does have to do with how you think or how how you think you look and how other people perceive you, right? Mm-hmm. Like that honestly does, it's sad, but it does play a part yeah. in how you see yourself. So yeah. when I was younger, I definitely looked more Asian, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then when you're younger, you don't think about it that much. But then, you know, your your formative years, like early teens, throughout your teens and onward, I definitely had a stronger formation of my identity. And I struggled a lot. I definitely hated myself, like actually hated myself and how I looked for a really long time until pretty recently. And I think we can actually talk about this another time too, about, you know, accepting even just like certain features of yourself and finding how you look on both sides, even though you don't look 100% like either one, it's okay, you know. I definitely yeah. didn't accept that for a long time and would try to do, you know, how it's really popular right now is like Korean makeup. I definitely went really deep into that to try to highlight features of myself that were more from the Vietnamese side. Mm-hmm. Um, I even used, uh, there's, I think you know what it is, but there's like double eyelid tape. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Um, so yeah, it's to help people that have like hooded eyelids to try to kind of try and push and like basically tape in place the skin above your eye to uh make like a double lid um Mm -hmm. but I actually use that in a way to try to force myself to have a mono lid for a while and I wore like the circle lenses so contacts that made that make like your irises larger Mm-hmm. I just did a lot of that stuff that was popular in Asia, like for makeup trends and stuff, because I want I really didn't like how I looked and I wanted to look more like the side I identified with to try and like fit in and not have people pin me as, you know, Hispanic, which is like fine. Right. Like there's nothing wrong, obviously, with being Latinx or Hispanic. It's just that I'm not and I didn't. Yeah. I wanted to be accepted for what I was. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to try to change my look so I wouldn't, so I'd be pinned as that. I used to get straight perms, so I'd have, like, straight hair, but I actually have, like, wavy hair. You know, I I just, I really didn't like how I looked. I didn't like myself. But recently, I've really, you know, come to terms with, like, no, I don't want a nose job. No, I'm fine the way I am, you know. Mm -hmm. It's good to embrace both both sides you know yeah absolutely I I didn't know that yeah you struggled with that but I'm glad you're starting to embrace yourself you know yeah I am Um, too it's it's exhausting to hate yourself not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) so like just learning over time and it does take a lot of time learning to like accept yourself just like an update I don't do like a lot of that kind of makeup or um, that kind of stuff anymore I just do stuff to highlight my natural features which like you know everyone has their own style and stuff so yeah and it's totally fine if you want to do that stuff I know a lot of people who do a lot of different things Mm -hmm. you know makeup wise they they just like a certain look and that's totally fine do whatever you want to do look however the way you want to look you just need to be happy about it. And yeah, like, I was doing exactly. that stuff because I wasn't happy. And then doing that stuff still didn't make me happy, you know? 
But if that yeah. stuff is what makes you happy, you should do it. But, yeah. you know, I'm definitely Absolutely. better now accepting myself, you know, so yay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I mean, some people, I think they go through life and they never can accept themselves. And it's just like a life struggle. I, I know I, I said I was very proud of who I was growing up. I always was and I always have been and I will continue to be. I think you mentioned something like you just notice like at a certain age that you're different and Mm -hmm. like not, (laughs) not in a personality way, like, (laughs) oh, you're different, like you're fun, you're unique. No, it's like you notice that people are staring at you, people comment on your looks, people kind of judge you for how you're looking. And I noticed that at a pretty young age, because Mm -hmm. growing up in Japan, there aren't and I wasn't living close to the military base. I was like an hour and a half away from where I went to school. So I didn't Mm -hmm. have a lot of American friends or like half friends. I was living like kind of out in the country Mm -hmm. in semi-rural, semi-suburban Japan. And it was 99.9% Japanese, like 100%, you know. Because it's um, such a homogenous country, like exactly. outside of those, outside of the cities, especially. Yeah, and even like still in the cities, but like outside of the military base and stuff. Yeah, it's just you definitely get stared at more, and that's not. That's like obviously that's not the worst thing that I've experienced, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, it does make you question why people are looking at you, and I think it probably jump started how I viewed myself. Uh, because I guess I just knew that I was different from a very early age because people mm-hmm. would just comment on it. Um, and, you know, it's just like me, we're walking around like the Japanese mall or department store. And it's just it's like my mom, she looks Japanese. And then there's me. I'm half. Obviously, I'm standing out in the crowd. And then there's my dad who's white and he uh, he's obviously standing out in the crowd and standing above. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just like. <laughs> You stick out like a sore thumb and it wasn't a negative thing for me, but it did make me wonder why people were so, it, it just happened every single time we went out just in Japan, outside of base and outside of cities. It, it was just like a lot of staring and it still happens today, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it's, it's a lot of it is curiosity. A lot of them are just like, what is what is going on? I, I've never seen somebody like that before because a lot of them haven't in person. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say this is a negative thing. It's just um, something that um, I'm sure a lot of people have noticed when they were growing up. I'm sure you noticed it, Lynn, when you were growing up here. That yeah. People would just notice how different you are physically, you know? It's just mm-hmm. they see it and they probably comment on it or they don't they just stare at you which can be rude sometimes <laughs> yeah the, the staring is a little a little uncomfortable especially like especially as like a young woman too it's a little uncomfortable but yeah you know it's it's usually not out of a place of malice usually it's not well <laughs> we're gonna get to an episode where we share where it's out of a place of malice <laughs> but mm-hmm. um yeah, I would say for the most part, what I experienced, they were just curious and they had never seen anything like me or my dad before mm-hmm. or just our family in general before. And probably the same for you, you know, yeah. or a lot of biracial, multiracial people all over the world. I'm sure there's a lot of people who have gone through that. But, you know, I'm glad we both, you know, accept ourselves, are proud of ourselves now. 
on a lighter note, we were asked to uh, recommend different teas based on, you know, I guess because the teas that we mentioned that the podcast is named after are not are not like available in the regular kind of grocery store as mm-hmm. well. So what are some of your other favorite teas, Summer? I would really drink any tea, um, but like I'll just recommend some ones that I like. I'll recommend one that you can find easily in America. <laughs> I just really like chamomile chamomile some people say it differently um mm-hmm. I think it's so good I just mix it with some honey oh my gosh it's amazing but so like my favorite ones like in Japan it's like this brand called Oi Ocha you could probably find it in some yeah. Asian grocery stores um mm-hmm. it's really good if it you is like, really good yeah if you like green tea so they have like a light green bottle and like a dark green bottle the dark green bottle is more bitter and the light Mm -hmm. green one is still kind of bitter but it's less bitter than the dark green one Mm -hmm. so if you like green tea definitely try oyocha it's amazing i love it Um, yeah it's pretty good i'm a fan of that lighter one yeah it's so good so refreshing what about you i will also drink pretty much any tea to be honest (laughs) but i really like black and floral teas so you know, I'm kind of basic with my black teas. I like Earl Grey. That's my go-to. I do like green tea as a variety because the, the lotus tea is technically a green tea. Mm. So I do like green teas. Um, the lotus tea is a little hard to find. When I asked my mom where we get ours, she got it from our grandparents. And it's like she had to keep it in the fridge. So they were like fresh tea leaves. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's cool. Um, yeah, it's so good. But I know it's hard to find, like, if you don't want to buy dried ones online. Another really good floral tea that's pretty easy to get is a uh, chrysanthemum tea, which is really good. If anyone ever goes to eat dim sum, that's what they serve at the table. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty easy to get in Asian supermarkets, too. That sounds so And good. I also like, yeah, Earl Grey is my go-to at home with some a little bit of milk and a little bit of sugar. Not too much, though. You gotta have mm-hmm. that tea flavor come through. Right. <laughs> oh, do you like? Do you usually do that? That's a great question. We're just gonna do our fun little tea segment at the end. Um, uh, do you usually like put in milk or um, sugar or honey in your teas? The chrysanthemum tea, I'll drink straight. I won't add anything. If anything, I'll put a little bit of rock sugar. Mm-hmm. The Earl Grey, I'll put a tiny bit of milk and a tiny bit of sugar. Same with chai. I'll put a little bit of milk and sugar. Mm-hmm. Green teas, I won't. I won't put anything in green or floral teas. But okay. in my black teas that aren't, um, like, blends of things, like, if it's just, a, like, you know, a simple Earl Grey or English breakfast type of tea, I'll add that kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, floral and green teas, I won't add anything. Yeah. I usually... Other than, okay, other than, like, bubble tea and, like, uh, <laughs> chamomile, chamomile, whatever. <laughs> other than that, I usually don't put milk or any sweetener in it. I like to just drink tea straight up. Um, it's pretty refreshing that way. It is. I also have heard people, I don't know, like, my dad, he says that he, whenever he drinks tea, it just, like, the caffeine affects him so much. Like, so much more than when it, he drinks coffee. And I'm like, it's the opposite for me. Like, the caffeine does not affect me at all, no matter what oh, tea yeah. I drink. But when I drink coffee, it, like, messes me up. 
yeah, the caffeine and tea doesn't really do anything for me, but the caffeine and I mean, I drink coffee almost every day. I like both though. I don't really prefer one over the other, but the caffeine and coffee definitely um affects me more than any caffeine and tea. I've never had like a problem with caffeine. Yeah, I've literally never felt the effects of caffeine and tea. Coffee makes my hands shake. Like, it's just crazy. I I just hate the feeling that I get from coffee, but sometimes I need it, so I drink it. But I definitely hardcore prefer tea, (laughs) no matter what. I'm like a diehard tea person. (laughs) All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, We post every Wednesday. You can catch us on most uh, podcasts platforms and on youtube yeah uh, wednesday mornings we we totally forgot to mention all those things in the first episode (laughs) and we'll link them all just look out for those (laughs) all right i guess we'll catch you guys next time bye